0: everybody, welcome to the 135 footy show. (laughs) Um, Since it's the end of the footy season, uh, they did the Daily M and all the positions and player of the year. We thought it would be good to do an NRL uh, all-time team. Well, we didn't really do an all-time team. We did it from 98 onwards because that was like after Super League and the ARL. And I don't know about Slace, but... I didn't really like I started following about ninety four. So I don't really know like King Wally and all those other guys too well. So I didn't wanna like so yeah, pick players I didn't really know too much about. So this is from like ninety eight, which I followed like all the way up till now pretty much. And the criteria that I um I got I got it from a guy an article doing a bit of research for this, Ryan O'Connell, so from The Raw. He said, um I thought it was pretty cool. The what he said. This is uh, essentially a team of players in their prime, of any um, or in their career, career. Um. So he said that aliens have landed on Earth, and it's a challenge to us to the game of rugby league. The winner gets the prize of keeping the planet. It's therefore important to remember that this isn't a team selected for honors; it's a team sele- selected for the win. This means chemistry, style, and balance. That matter so pick, did you pick a full squad of 17 Stace? Yep
1: yeah I picked a full squad of 17 just to be sure I wasn't sure if we were gonna do full squads but I thought I'll just have a couple of guys on standby which made it a bit easier because there's so many guys that it's almost like who you're gonna leave out so I thought I better make mine 17 so I can get some of those extra close guys in as
0: well. Did you do 17? Yeah 17 and a coach. Oh yeah yeah. Yeah I thought it was good to, to set some criteria so we're not um, ruffling any feathers of like the old school league fans mm. and you know it's within a time frame and and we're speaking from like what we know as well um when did you when did you start following league yeah similar time about about um yeah 94 95
1: around there when I started following it. So I like the idea. The NRL, I think, officially started in 1998. So that's sort of a good starting point. And I know we do have some older listeners on the the 135 footy show. So, you know, you don't want to get those comments. Oh, what about Wally Lewis, like, is a good example. And what about this guy and that guy? Um, There's some great players who played a bit before we started watching it. So I think doing it from the start of the NRL era is a good starting point for for us
0: to work through from there. Yeah, nice. Yeah. That's what I thought as well. Because, It was when the Broncos won it, and it was simply the best, Tina Turner. That's when I sort of started following it. And then there was like greats that, uh, oh, Mal, uh, Renoff. There was quite a few guys that I saw a little bit of, but I didn't really follow their whole career. I sort of just caught the back end of it. Oh, Ricky Stewart, Larry Daly. I saw a little bit, but not not a lot. So it's cool that we sort of got guys that we saw the whole career um, throughout. Um, Anything else before we get into it? Uh,
1: no, not really. Like the criteria is quite uh, interesting as well. So it'll be interesting to see how who you go for and who I go for, just to the comparison, because there was some real fifty-fifty calls, and depending on the style and all the rest of it, and what you wanted to do. So I'm just really interested to hear your feedback as well and compare it to what I, what I've come up with.
0: I always thought because I, you know, growing up, league was everything to me, and I always thought this was fun, and I would do it back then in school, and it would change from year to year and i did i first did it just straight off the top of my head and then i did some research you know i, I googled some you know other nrl top to, you know people yeah who they thought was their top 17 and stuff and then then i got tricky man then i started going back and forth like yourself then i found it really tough after then and then my ch- my team changed quite a bit but then i had to sort of settle on um my 17. i guess that's like what a coach of selectors do but I thought we would start fullback and then work our way through. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. So this this one like I was trying to look for someone different when I looked into it. I I picked ended up picking Billy Slater, which I think most people would have picked, and he was like the number one pick that I saw online. But um I picked him because of um I thought he was he was always around the ball, you know, always keen for inside ball. Uh, chasing on the kicks um, you know he obviously hit, like the record of the origin some big plays but um, he reminded me of like an old school footy player just keen to get involved hmm. you know like he was sort of forced, forced to force the issue and then he won this um this this thing in Aussie I can't remember what it was called but they had uh, a bunch of other athletes like cricket and different sports and they had like a fitness challenge sort of thing and that was sort of the icing on the cake for me when I wasn't quite sure because I sort of had Anthony Minicello brett stewart those are sort of the top three guys that i had in there but i i chose billy because all those league stuff he won they won four championships but two got waived but i thought he's just work ethic um fit fast and, and then he won that challenge as well he beat the cricket i remember a- andrew simons was in there one of the australian cricketers mm-hmm. but he smoked all the other guys and he's just a true athlete i think he probably could have even done crossfit and done pretty well but i got billy slater what about you yeah, interesting because this was hard. With, when you look
1: at the criteria, when you talk about guys at the absolute peak, I, you know, like in terms of um, career, Felix Slater is, is easily the best, but there were guys who had higher peaks, so that, that sort of threw me off a bit. And I came up with some similar names to what you had. Um, I thought Jared Hayne was a period, uh, I think 2009, where he won like six men of the match games in a row. So I thought that peak was really, really high. But um, yeah, I've sort of got a bit of. Um, a strategy as well so I've also gone from Billy Slater um yeah just when I think of you know the great teams of, of recent times of the NRL era you know you think of Melbourne from 2006 onwards and I also think of um, the Queensland team that won eight in a row and I'm going to sort of foreshadow some of my other selections but both of those teams were built around that big three of um, Cameron Smith Cooper Cronk and Billy Slater so I know just as a New South Wales fan I'd be pulling my hair out um watching and just yelling at the TV. And those big three at Melbourne would just do their, their storm moves for Queensland, and it would always work, you know. They were just so well-drilled, and they played so much together, they could just run it with absolute preci- uh, precision. And they had, like, you know, almost telepathic abilities, so to understand each other's play uh, it was just too hard to stop. So I do think there are fullbacks that had high feelings um, in a one-off game. But, um, yeah, Slater just... His natural ability, um, and, yeah, and in that one-off game, those proven combinations sort of will get the nod for me. So, yeah Slater, yeah, Slater, he's the fullback that I've gone for as well.
0: Yeah, like his, his energy—he was just like an annoying guy. Like, um, they, you know, when you play, like, you sort of want them to settle, but they just, yeah, they just keep working, eh? They just keep working. Um, number two, so we got the winger. This one was hard. The other winger was number five was quite easy for me. But the other one, I went back and forward. But I thought uh, I had uh, lots of Takiri, lots I thought uh, his first couple of years before he went to rugby was pretty dynamic, and then when he came back and played for the Tigers and the Rabbiters, I thought he'd be rubbish. But he, he still had it. He's obviously lost a bit of quickness and speed, but um, he's still doing the job. But not not not. But yeah, his highest peak, I think. Remember Dada Nibuda? He he played for the Blues, the winger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i yeah. Um, like, he, he, he didn't play like him, but I think he had like that certain sort of thing where he could speed and evasion to get through. Similar sort of thing in the league, yeah, you know, different game. But for me, he had that that type of feel. Oh, nice, nice. I, I didn't think of DiCaria,
1: that, that's a good pick. Yeah, I quite like that one, actually. I've gone for someone a bit more recent, I've gone for Brian Tuttle. Um, just, um, uh, playing um for the Panthers uh, he's had an outstanding year this year and also like you know I've, I've gone for Slater at the back uh similar to you and for all his gifts and he's amazing he's still a smallish guy so you know you need to get those sets off to a good start and you want to have someone in the back three who can just run up and take those up uh, take that pressure off the forwards and you know to all um albeit on a a smallish sample size basically one outstanding season or one and a half seasons if you count last year. Now he's probably one of the best um meter eating outside backs we've seen in, in um in the NRL. So um now they talk to some of the forwards and normally what happens is when the opposition they kick the ball um downfield, the forwards try to run back to get back on side and so they can come and do some hit ups. But the Penrith forwards, they just stand and wait and they let Brian to or do his hard yards and just carry it back. And take those tough carries so the ability to sort of save the forwards legs and and save their energy and um is a huge part of uh, Penrith's success and it's not often that a, a winger is so critical to a, a team's play but he was just so critical to penrith and then winning the title um they talked to uh, cameron smith you know the great cameron smith um himself and he mentioned it when they played this um the Penrith panthers in 2020 they identified brian Torr as one of their key guys and if they could um sort of stop his play and they thought they could beat him so uh, in that grand final 2020 that penrith lost he only got 114 meters to they able to contain him and he's averaged 245 meters this year so it's not often that a wing is so crucial but he's that crucial to his team success and i think that he on the strength of yeah like i said a small sample size i think he's a critical part particularly with Slater at the back who i think is a small fullback so i've gone for, for a bit of balance there and i've gone for to on, on that side
0: yeah yeah Man, he, his athleticism too, eh? The backflips he does. They, they were shown <laughs> no. in the highlights and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Bit of a freak. Yeah, just hoping he can kick on because, you know, if
1: someone replays this podcast back in five years and he's only had their one outstanding season, like,
0: <laughs> that guy doesn't know anything, man. <laughs> nah, I think he's all good. They got the championship. I think if they didn't get the championship, then there's always that asterisk, there's that question, you know, but yeah, he got the championship. That's right. To finish it off like a great season and then you lose, it's not quite the same, but because he he got the championship, I think it's the icing on the cake. So, I think it's a good call in terms of peaking as well, being ready. Uh, center, this was a tough one. Uh, I got, I went with uh, Justin Hodges eh? <laughs> I went with Justin Hodges. He never oh, nice. took any crap. He's tough. I think he he looked like he was he was running in slow motion sometimes, but he would get through. a eh? uh, great step both 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 ways. Bit of a fan. Strong in defence, you know, a bit of height about him. I like guys a bit of height about them that can still move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I went with our old uh, Justin Hodges, eh? Yeah. Number three. He's got a bit of mongrel about him too. He doesn't mind, he doesn't
1: yeah. mind getting into the, the dirty stuff. He can do the flash stuff and he can get down and dirty if you need to. So, yeah, he was the guy who I I had in and I took him out and I cut, chopped and changed a little bit. So I'm not sure. My team might have a little bit of recency bias, but I've gone for Tom Javoy of the I know he, oh, he normally yeah, plays yeah. fullback, he had an outstanding season, one of the best individual se- seasons I've seen, but he played center for New South Wales, and I just like the way that he plays. Another big guy, like you mentioned, he liked those tall guys to diffuse those kicks, so that might come in and Andy with um, small, a couple of small guys in the back three that I've got. And um, yeah, I like the way that they played him in New South Wales, how he would sort of sweep around, and even though I was playing on, I think, right center, he had to turn up on the left side a few times. and. Just roaming the field, I think that could be good against uh, these aliens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the aliens that they beat
0: them. I, I I always had uh, Tom at the back, but um, yeah, I because they haven't haven't won like the championship sort of thing, but he's definitely a freak freaking nature. Eh? Um, a couple more years, but yeah, he was he was the, pretty much my yeah it was him and um old Billy and. Yeah, Nah, it's a good choice. Good choice. I So uh, to- I, I think we're gonna look back and see Tommy is one of the freaks. Yeah, know, yeah I it's think all so done, too. Like, you know, the mm. Mal Meninga, that, that type of thing, because his height, his competitiveness, his speed, he's got it all there. Yep. Yep. Good yep. time. Yep. Uh, the other centre, this was probably like my the easiest pick out of the you know one to five, and I think for me personally, it was the best. Was uh Greg Greg Inglis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, because he played fullback, center, wing, and it was just easy to pick him. His fan speed, evasion, uh, man, just hard to handle overall. Eh? Just freaking nature. So, yeah, I went with uh, old Greg Inglis. That was probably my easiest pick, you know, from one to five, for sure.
1: Yeah, we're, we're not much debate from me. That was also an easy pick, Greg Inglis. Um, yeah, it, particularly this sort of game, these one off games. So, I think one of the criticisms of him is he wasn't a a gun week in, week out, like, say, Slater was, who was good every week, every single game, every minute of every game. Now, Greg Inglis would fade in and out, but when it came to the big games, he was always on. He was always good for Queensland. He was always good for Australia. Uh, he played awesome in that grand final. we won the Clive Churchill when they won it uh, at Melbourne. So, yeah, when it comes to the big occasions, he's one of those guys who really steps up, and it can't get any bigger than a game to, <laughs> to play for the whole earth. So, yeah. <laughs> you expect him, he'll probably be close to man of the match, I'd say, given his big game sort of style, I think. Yeah, that's an easy one.
0: When, when I was doing like research for this, I was watching like highlights of different players and stuff, and I was watching his, man. His was probably, like for me, the most impressive oh, yeah. that, I, that I watched overall, overall, mm. um, like individual type of tries. On the wing, the other wing, this was the other wing that I felt was the easiest, that was the best winger overall. Was uh, I had big Wendell Wendell Sailor, oh yeah, oh yeah, and uh, I just thought I I watched him live a few times. I don't know why, but my uncle he's he's the biggest Broncos fan, but he would always yell out like, Wendell, you a legend, at the top of his voice, <laughs> and like because the crowd hated Wendell, but he used to just feed off it. Eh? He feed off it. Mm. I think he got like three tries against the Warriors that game. We went and watched. We went and watched him a couple of times, but he was one of the wingers that he could just make a break or score off a hit up. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even – like, they didn't even need to set him up. Like, some of the times, he, would just, he was just so strong and powerful. Uh, he had, you know, good forework as well. Mm. But, yeah, he's one of the few wingers that – I think it's a bit different now, like, these days because the defense is a bit tougher to break through. But, yeah, he would just make breaks off hit-ups every now and again. And, um, yeah, uh, low errors, decent un- under the high ball. Um, yeah, just freaking nature to me, yeah.
1: Yeah. I know like whenever they do the greatest this and greatest teams and all the rest of it Wendell Saylor's name always comes up he's always sort of in that conversation so to me that was sort of another obvious one but it wasn't but I didn't pick him a eh? I don't know I probably might have got this one wrong now that I think about it when you just described it but I went for Brett Morris um boy one of the twins there um you know, if we look from 98 onwards uh, Brett Morris is the top try scoring wing in the NRL era so you know there's the guy Keen Irvine, who's the top try scorer ever, but that was a bit before our time. And if you just look from ninety eight onwards, um, yeah, he's, he's the top try scoring winger. Um second overall to Billy Slater in that era. So um yeah, it's similar attributes I thought to Wendell Saylor. He was quite a complete player, you no know, not much errors. He could do the fancy finish if you needed, but he could also do those tough carries out of you know, out of their deep end if they needed to do so. Also good defensively, so a bit of balance you know i wanted one one sort of fancy finishing wing on one side and then a workhorse on the other side with tour so just wanted a bit more balance there but yeah um yeah i went bit more on that one
0: yeah he was he was silky man he was silky uh and then six this one was tough i went back and forward a fair bit but uh i ended up going with uh jonathan thurston yeah um he's got the skills and also the passion as well I thought he was, he was good in defense as well. He's a bit of a low tackler. I was a bit of a low tackler. I like that style, even though it's not that good these days. People get knocked out that way, but <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I still like that style. Um, what he did with the Cowboys, I think it was pretty amazing, and he was a big part of the Queensland run as well. Just the ultimate com- uh, competitor, I thought. Mm. Uh, some of the other guys I thought were skillful and stuff like that, but just that competitiveness. he bring it out, the old uh, show-and-go was uh quite magical as well and i just thought he brought brought the best out of his boys because i don't think they had i mean they had a great good team in queensland but i think they played above their weight i think and he was he was one of the main parts of that so uh, yeah i picked jonathan thurston six yeah yeah i had jonathan thurston when
1: i did it initially he was one of the first names i wrote down but i've changed him out A. i've gone for uh benji marshall I've gone for Benji Marshall at like, 6
0: <laughs> The retirement got you.
1: The retirement got you. <laughs> Your yeah, sentimental value might have got me there a bit. But um <laughs> now we've got to have a New Zealander in there somewhere. So I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll give Benji Marshall a go. You know, you, you think of Benji when he was younger, he had those fancy sidesteps, the flick passes, the no-look passes. And in a game that can have a lot of structure, I think that sort of um out of the box attack can unlock some of the best defenses so i'll give him a bit of a free reign and sort of my seven will help explain why i've given him just to relieve him of all the organizational stuff and just say look if you see something just go play their eyes up so and i remember young benji he was he could do things that no one else could do so i've gone for a bit of excitement there and uh yeah i went for benji marshall on that one
0: yeah yeah nice, nice and uh seven uh being from Newcastle, man, I couldn't go past Angie Johns. <laughs> yeah. um, not just because Newcastle, but he—I I still honestly think he's—he's the, he's the greatest player that I've seen like in all positions. I'd pick him uh, over Cam Smith. And uh, yeah, I think, man, he's just amazing. The stuff he could do, uh, passing wise, kicking wise, best kicking game ever, I think. Because mm. uh, he could—you know—I would see him like take hit ups. You know, when the the forwards were tired, and you know, he'd get over the advantage line. Um, he could tackle me, he could put a, put a shot on here and there, yell out his players, you know, tell his forwards to get in there. Uh, I, I think he was the ultimate leader. And then just like, um, I read his book recently. I don't know if that played into a little bit as well, but just the time he spent into like kicking off different, like, uh, parts of the ball just playing around with him and his brother like they would get in the field and I remember because I'm from Newcastle oh, okay. growing up and he, there's a field where I'd see him like we'd drive by and he'd be down there with a bag of balls just like practicing his kicks and stuff and like they they train you know they train so this is on his own like outside of it you know um, yeah I thought he was just a master a eh? master um, halfback and competitor as well
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, he's an immortal for a reason you know he's one of the yeah, he's right up there, probably the greatest player who's ever played, up there with Cameron Smith and all the rest of it. So, yeah, another obvious one for me, who I had right away, I think he was the first name I wrote down, and now I've crossed it out. So, i I've, I've actually, yeah, I agree with everything you said, though. I agree with everything you said. I think he's the greatest halfback who's ever played. I think he's probably the first or second, depending on who you like, best player who's ever, ever lived. But, um yeah, just for my style and the, the way that I want the team to play, I've actually gone for Cooper Cronk. Um, yeah, so just I said I've got Benji in half in order for him to have free reign on attack and do his no look passes and all the rest of it. I just need a seven who can take over the organisational part of the game. And, and I think Cronk. I think when it comes to organising a team and you know running the structures and the game plan, executing game plan, I think he's the best at that part of the game that we've seen. And um, yeah, I've I've looked. yeah just want to get that balance in the halves. And I, I talked about combinations a bit earlier. So I think that Cronk and Slater together, just because I've got Slater in there, them two together is better than picking, say, I don't know two two better players who aren't used, don't have that solid combination. So it's a combination yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. I think that I do think that Andrew Johns is a far superior halfback to Cooper Cronk, but just for the combination of him and Slater together, I've, I've gone for that combination. That just gets it over the line for me. So Cooper Cronk is who I've gone for.
0: That's a good point. That's a good point. They're having that chemistry and getting along. I was I was hesitant with the Thurston thing too because they both like the ball so much in their hands, both of them. Yeah. But I thought it would work because when they played at Origin, right. Cooper and Thurston, they got along really well. Mm. And I thought Z uh, and um, Thurston would be similar. Um, yeah, that, that's the only reason I was hesitant as well because you sort of need one guy that's happy to take the back seat. They sort of like Cleary and... Louis, yeah you know, exactly yeah clearly sort of runs the show and the other one sort of you know, chimes in here and there and does their thing um yeah and i think yeah that's a good point that you brought up that's a really good point having that chemistry there is there and then in the uh the front row uh, i went with number eight i went with uh adrian morley adrian morley like yeah i'm I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a hits guy. Like um, I'm, I like uh, defense. I like guys that can hit. Um, yeah, I just... He would just do shoulder charges and <laughs> and hit, like just no remorse. I love that sort of thing. Just mm. charge, put the knees up a little bit here and there. And um, like, you know, these days it's so um, tactical. You need that structure and everything like that. But I think that there is a place for just having like... Uh, just getting fired up and putting on a shot, <laughs> putting on a shot, you know, revving up the boys or running and bowling someone over mm. or something like that. Like not like every player, but here and there you need a guy that can be that type of enforcer. And I think uh, Adrian Morley has that eh?
1: Yeah, nice, nice shout on Adrian Morley. <laughs> I've actually got Adrian Morley on the bench, so I think we're both in agreement because he's not someone who would normally get a lot of love on these types of lists. But I think I'm with you. I think he's bloody awesome. I, I've got him on my he made my uh he made the top 17 for me but i haven't got him i've got him on the bench as opposed to starting and yeah i agree with you you got to have someone who can uh, enforce or that intimidator type player who you know the opposition doesn't want to run it and is a bit scared of so put the handbrakes on and that sort of stuff so yeah adrian morley he fits that role well and i, and I quite like that pick actually um i've gone for the broncos guy petro petro seven he's um just a legend he's been playing so long his longevity and his his motor and you know, i think he's um no nonsense front row and that's what you need just someone who just tucks the ball under his arm and goes for days and days so yeah i've got petro um in the front row for me uh, prop nice nice uh, number nine uh i
0: was trying to look for anyone else other than smith <laughs> but he sort of fits the role because you know you got Z and Thurston, so you don't want someone who's going to overplay the hand. He's mm. cool, calm, collected. Mm. Uh, he guides the guys around. He's a good leader. You know, works hard on defense. So it was sort of a obvious role. I guess if I was looking for like more of an attack, you know, if my halves weren't as attacking, and then I would have went for someone else. But I think he fits, fits the role there really well for my team in terms of defense. And then, um, you know, just distributing the ball and better leadership. Yeah, that, that's another easy one. Like
1: We talked about Greg Inglis earlier, early how that was a pretty obvious one. To me, this was another sort of obvious one. Cam Smith, he's in the, the GOAT conversation with Andrew Johns. And yeah, because I've based my team around the Melbourne Big Three and that, the, the, those guys that won it for Queensland. So yeah, I'm just going to tell those Melbourne Three guys, you guys go and do your moves. So yeah, Cam Smith, go you know, with, with Cronk and Slater that I've got in there.
0: But I never, I never actually used to like Smurf eh? cause, cause you know the Storm always in the finals every year, and so you know they're one of the teams that I sort of hated, you know, yeah. and I guess I still do, but you know I'm not going to deny he's a great player, but like he never puts on shots, no. you know he do- he doesn't do many like dazzling darts or anything. I was like, what's the fuss about this guy? But <laughs> yeah. you know everybody that plays with him. You know, speaks really high of him, and he he makes hardly any errors as well, Mm, mm. and he steps up in big games. And you don't want someone who's going to be up and down type of thing. So he's really consistent and stuff. But yeah, I never I never liked him. eh? I was like, what's the big deal of this guy? He doesn't he never puts on a big hit or nothing. (laughs) You know, like being a big defense guy, but yeah. Yeah, the results speak for themselves. And, yeah. yeah if you talked
1: in. about Greg Inglis' highlights, I would love to see Cameron Smith's highlights of just passing it and hitting the guy on the chest straight away, not on the side or anything. You know, just really does the basics really well. I think is one thing. You know, yes, yeah, so and no, no errors and just good decision making and just doing the obvious things, the basic things really good. So, yeah, something to be said about that actually.
0: Then the other the the other prop I had yeah your guy uh, Petrocivnusiva, he was my favorite prop. Uh, Growing up, I played a bit of prop as well, so I just liked his. his, He was tough. Like the thing that stood out for me was when they were kicked down and then the fullback would hit it up or the winger, and he would he would get down there and do the hard yards or even like the taps and stuff. Like he would he'd roll up his sleeves when like the other forwards wouldn't, and he was pretty very quiet. He Just his. you know the old thing about his actions spoke louder than words. So yeah, yeah, I just really admired m- admire that. And I was at um Brisbane, um, trying to crack crack the Broncos, and I was in the lower thing uh, training, and I remember looking across, and they were doing like those those ice baths in the um in the old bins, you know, the green bins. Yeah, and yeah. he was in there, and um, because like when you watch TV when you're a kid, you sort of see think props are like chubby, but man, he was chiseled it was like uh man I, you didn't realize because they wear like shoulder pads some of them and stuff like yeah, that yeah, but yeah. man he was jacked and i was like man this guy's a man He just just work horse eh? so yeah definitely had uh petro so he had that little turn turn used you know charging into the line and uh using his hip and shoulder mm. strong on defense as well and and he was consistent throughout his career
1: yeah yeah that no, uh oh. I, I, it was the Broncos was one of the teams that I really disliked. Day, eh? but yeah, he was a he was a guy that you had to respect and you had to admire. He, his record, when you look at his stuff, how many origins he's played and how deep he played into his career, and you know, just week in week out, consistency eh? So probably one of the best props we've, we've seen there. Um, I went for Sam Burgess. You no, know, I just like his. He's got that big motor, which I like. Another massive human being. I just thought at the PK, there was a period where he was uh, close to the best forward in the game. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd like his um, into Madrid, intimidating sort of style as well. I thought um, yeah, you, you need that sort of stuff. And, and he, he'd he always look for the biggest guy on the team and try and take him on as well. I remember when the Rabbitohs played the the Roosters when Sonny Bill came back. And as soon as he got the ball, he just ran straight for him. And I like that mentality where you try and that dog-eat-dog type um stuff in, in, in the props there, so he was that guy who would always take on their, their biggest guy or their best guy and try and, and knock them out and, and get that um, psychological advantage over their, the opposition team, so yeah, Sam Burgess is what I went for.
0: Nice, nice, yeah, well, speaking of Sam Burgess, he's the, the guy I have in second row, second row, I like the guy as well. I watched um, they, hit, you know, they do stories on families and stuff like that. There was one one time I don't know if you saw it, but they had Sam Burgess and his brothers and his mom. And man, I was like, had a few tears. Just him and his leadership, you know, uh, moving over to Aussie and bringing his brothers over and his mom. And he just had a lot of money, and mm. and the way he um, carried himself and working with the guys at the Rabbitohs. Man, yeah, I think um, his his leadership and. There's that moment where he's crying with his broken uh, cheek cheekbone at the end of their final against um, who was it again? Oh, uh, uh, their final, the uh, yeah, the Bulldogs. And man, it's just I've got to get that as a poster one day. <laughs> you know, playing playing with a broken uh, cheekbone the whole game. Mm. I think it was the first hit up of the, the game. First up. Yeah, yeah. I just thought, yeah, I think he's a great leader. Um, a lot of money, just like that. Or like you know, some people just have something about them. Mm. When you're around him, yeah. I think he, he's one of those guys, the other guys around him are going to lift. And what you are saying, that, you know, no no uh, step backwards type of guy. So, yeah, i got Burgess in the back row. Oh, nice. I've
1: gone for, yeah, this was another tough one. Eh? I was sort of humming and ahhing about the back row. i I'm gone for Nathan Hindmarsh to start off the back row. Now, I've got some, what you see later on in some selections, I've got some fancy guys, some low-minute guys as well. So, just to have a no-nonsense guy who will be, he was an 80-minute forward. He was a workhorse saying, someone's got to do that dirty grunt work while everyone's doing their, their fancy stuff. And he was the guy who would do a would be like statistically, he'd be right up there for the tackle counts every week and and the, the hit-ups and that sort of stuff. And you need to have one guy who's doing that, that sort of no-nonsense stuff. It doesn't get a lot of credit, but you've got to have, yeah, someone's got to do that that, that dirty work. And Quine was the guy that I picked to, to do that for my team.
0: Yep. Nice. Uh, the other back row I got uh Jason Tomalolo. I think there was that peak where he played for Tonga and they won the championship. There was those few years there. He made that break uh, against New Zealand and uh the score and stuff. I think man, his footwork is amazing. He had a bit of um strong hips, strong mm. legs, mm. hard to handle, like good acceleration and speed off you know, off the mark. And he had like footwork like yeah, like a center or something like that. Uh, man, it's just the way he was built. And uh, yeah, charging charging at the line, just a handful, handful to stop. It's quite a guy as well, um, but I think he would be uh, he'll be tough to handle out on the edge there. Uh especially with John and and Thurston, giving him good ball, I think um I think it'd be unstoppable. I think he's probably one of the hardest guys, you know, in his peak yeah. to stop. Um, you know, after a good wind up. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Tom Lolo, yeah, at his peak, he was probably he is one of the best forwards we've ever seen and look at his numbers and all the rest of it the game has changed there with these new rules and i think the new coach is still trying to figure out how to how to get the best out of him um uh, these days but yeah i I remember when what he was doing his exploits for tonga when he first switched from the kiwis that was such a massive loss for new zealand because he was probably the best player at that point um and then you see how how dominant he is once he switched in a whole lot of host of other people thought hey that they might they might have something here if they can get one of the best forwards in the game maybe i should jump on as well and we saw a whole host of guys change their allegiance to tonga uh, on the back of what, what jason Tomoloro did so good job there. i've actually got him at, at lock um because i agree with you i think he's bloody awesome so i went for went for sunny bill williams
0: uh, yep,
1: yep. yeah it was sort of a tough one because it was a smallish sample size he was in and out of the ring but just the things he could do the offload he could do the hits, he could do all the flash stuff. I think with him and Nathan Heimach, Heimach doing the dirty work, and that allows him to go off and do um, pick-and-choose his moments. Eh? He could. He had the ball, bit of ball playing in him. He's got the big hits if he need to. He can come up with a special play at a special time. So It's unfortunate when he switched to Union, you know, or oh, maybe not, but um, I thought that he was on his way to becoming one of the best forwards in the, in the world at that point. So if he stuck it out in the league and ended up being a 300 game or whatever, I think the NRO would probably look at him completely different and he'd make a lot of these lists. But I, I think at his peak, when he was at the Bulldogs the first time I thought he was bloody he was amazing. So yeah, Sunny Bull Williams would have gone for. Yep,
0: yeah, yeah. Nah, he had it all there. I got him on the bench actually, but yeah, nah he had it all. He had it all would, uh, Sonny Bull. And then even with Tom Mololo, you just one more uh, the the presence thing, I think like you know when you like line up against a team, whether it's league or rugby, you could just feel some guys like some big guy, You're like, oh, you know, even small guys, but they just have a certain presence. I think, um, you know, for him to move a nation like that uh, and the things they've done, it's still, the waves are still happening now, you know, with uh, Jason Tomerola. So even though he doesn't say much, I think he's quite he's he's quite the leader there um, in terms of, you know, people getting around him and backing him and, um, yeah, the, the pool there, he's... T- his type of thing even though he's quite a quietly spoken guy um man uh to at lock this guy uh man I went with uh, Freddie Fittler
1: oh nice
0: best um best left foot step in the game I think he's played a little bit of center in his early days when he was at Penrith so um because we've got the ball players already I know he can ball play I I sort of have him like running you know a bit of freedom a bit of support player like um yeah, a bit of freedom sort of pop around. I like that old-school type of lock that can ball play a little bit. He probably wouldn't need to too much, but there's the option there, especially if there's injury as well. So he can he can slot into six, or, and then Thurston can go into seven or whatever, that type of thing. But, um, yeah, I think he can do, sort of do it all. And um, he was annoying because I, I didn't like uh, the Roosters either, but there was, his left foot step, man, he just kept breaking it open in his timing, uh, his passes. Pretty face balls and that is pretty impeccable. So, ah uh, man, hit like he's done so much in the game. Um, big time player as well. So yeah, I had uh, Freddie Flicker.
1: Yeah, nice. I feel really bad because I actually I love Freddie Flicker. He's one of my favorite favorite all time players. um the roosters was probably my second team i'm a warriors guy but um the roosters they always had heaps of new south wales guys and heaps of new zealanders so i'd always give them a a second look just for that reason that my other rep teams that i go for and freddie yeah at the peak of his powers he was he was bloody awesome and he was him and andrew Johns had those battles between who was the best yeah, player in the game yeah. at that point yeah. so it was always must watch tv i yeah i feel bad that i couldn't find a spot him, but yeah i I Jason <laughs> I should have done some creative thinking. I was trying to think how can I get him in there and I wanted just to get some I wanted Marshall in there, but yeah. Freddie, that's a great choice. Oh. So Tom and I we oh. talked about.
0: When I was watching uh, I was doing you know, uh looking up some stuff from Freddie and there was a tackle he did on Meninga, you know, in his early days. Um, you know, coming uh cover cover tackle, he made a big break, chopped him down early. Now he was only young, man, so he's he's big he was a big time player from You know, uh, early days. I think he made the. uh, I think they won the championship or something. He got Rookie of the Year, then he got Player of the Year. oh no, no, don't quote me on that. But he made he made a lot of rep teams like early on, and and then you know even later on in his career, he was still still coming up. So I think he's just a big time player overall. Yeah, a real natural footballer because, like you mentioned, he started off I think playing center.
1: They had some other guy at Penrith when he was his younger days at Penrith he was playing 5-8 back then so he they picked him at tenor and he won he was two times in center of the year for them right well, that's right and man. then he went and played um 5-8 for the Roosters and he won all these awards then they got um Andrew Walker Andrew Walker came in and they had to find a spot for him so he played 5-8 and that's when Freddie started playing but a lock and he was winning awards yeah. as a lock as well so he's just one of those guys you just got to chuck him on there give him a jersey and let him go you know, eh? he's 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 been awesome in nearly every position he's played so good shout there on, on, on freddie
0: and then on the bench i uh, sort of went with the origin you know you need a utility guy and i thought this guy was big time old uh jared Hain, the Hain plane nice i thought he could pretty much cover the whole back line hmm. um speed so that's sort of like my one back uh utility guy that grubber down the sideline for new south wales quite a few big games uh, he's got the swagger and confidence like he could make a mistake but still come back and make the game-winning play um yeah so any injuries or if, if if the game's a bit tied up i'll chuck him in there somewhere um let him have a crack but yeah he can cover the whole back line
1: yeah nice yeah hey hey i i've had him in my team out of my team trying to find a spot for him as well it's just one of those things when you end up with a team and you think shucks there's so many good players they got left out so i couldn't find a spot for him and again i've done some similar to you i've gone for a, a utility so i think 14 is almost like a, a position in itself i would for um sean berrigan Whoa, at the speed yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I liked his utility value just because i want someone similar to what you mentioned for hayne he could play anywhere in the back line i wanted someone who could cover a whole heap of positions so um yeah sean berrigan he played, um, he made his Origin debut 2002, and he played 58 And then 2003, he played halfback for Queensland. 2004, he was playing centre for Queensland. And then research, research. Yeah, he was the Dallam top try scorer at Senna in 2005. And then he won the Clive Churchill Medal for the Broncos as the best player in the Grand Final in 2006, playing hooker. So he's played every position and he's played at the highest level. So just wanting a guy who could do that. I, had, I was thinking of Craig Wing as another guy who could do those.
0: Yeah, I Craig Wing as well. Multiple
1: positions, but I ended up with Sean Berrigan um, just for that reason. he could. He's excelled in whole whole heap of positions. So yeah, Berrigan I went for.
0: Nice research. I didn't know that he he um, covered so many uh, positions like that and had success. Nice pick. Yeah, th- this is where I had uh, Sunny Bill in the forwards. Uh, similar of the reasons offload. Again, he could pull off a shot. Um, could run the line. You know, he started off in the centres. A uh, bit of a freakish guy. I think. I think the bench is tough because I think you need guys that um, that aren't afraid. Because you're coming in at the deep end, like aren't, aren't afraid to have a crack. You know, they're usually the game's tied up a bit, and I think he's like one of those guys. who doesn't. He doesn't get bothered by the occasion too much. Like him and um, old. Uh, Jared Haynes. So, yeah, I've got Sonny Bill. He's got the X Factor. Like, I wouldn't want a forward that's just going to do hit-ups and stuff. I've got another forward there coming up, but I wanted one of the forwards to be an X Factor guy, and I think he's one of them if um, if my other forwards, you know, bit bit buggered and they're not doing too much. Yeah. Yeah, I had
1: Adrian Morley. I, I would have I had to have him on my team similar to you for some reason, Um, the same reasons as you did. He's He's a scary... Human being, but I think he's got the record for the fastest ever red card um, in that game. He got sent off after like 12 seconds or something like that. He just hide someone straight from the kickoff. So I didn't want to start him just for that reason. He might uh, get hide and high someone in and then he's off straight away. But you've got to have him in the team. So you're morally, for the same reasons that you touched on earlier. Is what I've got uh, 16. I had uh, Paul
0: Gallon. Paul Gallon, I think uh, he's. Quite a tough guy, strong on defense, very strong. Can cover all the all the forward positions. You know, he started off as a lock, played second row, and then ended up playing a bit of prop as well. Mm-hmm. So a uh, bit of leadership there as well. Yeah, Doesn't take a backward step. Um, yeah, couldn't go past Paul Gallen.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I went for Shane Webkey. I thought he was probably unlucky. He should have gone close to getting a start in this team. But just the props that I had um, were just too good with Sam Burgess and Petro, who's always started with. And you, you got to have another, I suppose, another guy to come in and sub those guys off. So Shane Wiecki, uh, you know, his record speaks for himself. He's won multiple titles. And he's a Queensland and Australian and Brisbane Bronco great. So, yeah, that was sort of a, a one. I a had three front rows and just trying to shuffle the order. That's what I went for.
0: Yeah, I had a Webkey. Is my last guy because I had Petro and Morley a little bit more enforced. I feel like he's like the guy who just plays hard, eh, hard, runs hard, tackles hard. Sort of doesn't say too much. He just he's a hundred percent type of guy. Give it your all type of forward. So I think he would you know fill in well for one you know whenever one of those guys comes off. Yeah, but um, I think Morley and and is yeah, a little bit more intimidating and seven receiver, but I think. Webkey's got more like the effort type of guy yeah. for me for me off the bench, um, yeah. that type of thing.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, this is my last guy. I needed to get another back rower in there somewhere. So I've gone for Tallis, Gordon Talus. I just felt like, yeah, the raging bull at his peak. He was, um he was in that conversation too to be that best forward in the game. So I like that intimidation as well. I quite like that in a lot of the forwards that I've picked. So yeah, I never liked him as a player, but you've got to respect his game, so yeah, tell us for me. Raging Bull.
0: Yeah. He was hard to I was was hard to leave out. He was a guy, um maybe I let it get to me that you know, because he had that peak, but maybe not so much towards the end of his career, but at his peak, yeah. And he was like a the guy like I used to buy the league weeks and I think he got voted, you know, um most feared guy or something like that. I can't remember. Or least, least you want to get into a scrap with, like quite a quite a few years in a row. So uh, I think having someone like that on your team's pretty handy. Yeah. Yep. That that intimidation and respect factor. And uh, coach, I don't know. Just pretty. There's only really one coach in there. <laughs> nah, no, nah, Wayne Bennett. Wayne Bennett. You know, Queensland. Uh, you know, he won with Broncos. My Raiders, St George. Uh, he even helped New Zealand win <laughs> Australia. Uh, he's 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 done it all pretty much.
1: Yeah, yeah, same for me. Wayne Bennett. Um, I thought that was sort of an easy choice. Craig Bellamy's another guy who could probably chuck into the mix there, But you know these one-off games. Look at the the teams that we picked. They don't won't need a lot of coaching. And you just got to get them in the right mentality and get them up for the game and that's wayne bennett's specialty so he's done it for queensland he's done it for all of his titles and done it for the kiwis like you mentioned so yeah wayne bennett wayne bennett for me too
0: yeah he doesn't overcoach. i think mm. um because i know bellamy took uh, the new south wales before and yeah. they didn't do too well so i think that they yell at you type of style and big games with big players it might not go down too well but yeah like you said um just letting the guys play and not overcoaching too much and especially when you've got so much talent and i think that'll be a better way to go type of thing yep yep so, man, that's pretty much it i think yeah yeah I, good luck to good. the uh aliens
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah nice uh, we that's good i was worried that we might have very similar other uh, things we're going to be exactly the same but we hit quite quite different teams i think only billy slater greg Inglis, and kim kim smith were the ones that we agreed on we had we had similar guys in different roles but those were the only three that we picked in the exact same position so yeah it's good to have a mix it's good to have a mix like that yeah yeah. good luck aliens i think yes i think we might be safe it might be safe for our (laughs) teams so (laughs) that's good i'll just ask you a quick question man is there anyone who 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 do you think's unlucky not to be in this team? Because there's a lot of players that sort of got left out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought um, I thought Israel Falau he was yeah, close yeah. on the wing. Uh, that was my other winger. Uh, that was hard to leave out. Tommy Turbo, because cause he can cover so many positions. But I've I got this thing where it's hard for me to, to put guys in who haven't won a championship, even though it's a one-off game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm big on winning so because he hasn't quite won yet um, yeah but yeah Falau Tommy even Danny Baderas I, I like Danny baderas yeah he was sort of my second hooker obviously I mean there's not many good hookers um, managing teams but um, yeah that was me what about yourself yeah Israel
1: Falau is one who stood out for me um, I really liked Mark Gatania too um, before he went to rugby union um, I thought he was awesome um, as a center so um, yeah him and Matt Gidley I really liked the centers um, so yeah they, they were probably two guys it was hard to, to narrow it down there's always going to be some guys you miss out obviously but yeah I thought um, that, they were probably two guys that came to mind for me who who didn't get mentioned in either of our teams
0: yeah I thought uh, Gasny his footwork eh, and he was quite silky man mm, his mm. Silky, yeah, 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 silky skills and um fallout i thought his high ball he just didn't play long enough in the nRL for me yeah, same
1: same as me they, they discounted him for me as well so yeah
0: mm. all right man thanks Stace. It was a lot of fun no no worries Come no worries you yeah,
1: we'll have to do it again soon, soon. cheers mate
0: yeah